Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first installment of the Big Pinecast. I am your host, Ethan. I am your other host, Ethan. And to kind of go over what we plan to talk about in these installments, uh, we want to go over just gaming-related news in the during the first little bit of every installment. And then following that, just kind of, you know, lots of gaming-related topics, competitive um, aspects of the, you know, new Valorant, the Comeback King CS, not CSGO, Rainbow Six Siege. That's awkward. Um, CSGO is like um, Valorant, but yeah. Old. Um, gaming soundtracks and the likes. Why don't you kick us off, Ethan? Absolutely. So we'll go into that news you mentioned. Um, the first thing is I just want you to tell me Halo Infinite could be free to play? Is that like... So, the multiplayer okay, could be just free to play. Various um, sources on Twitter, including... I have him right here. I closed the app. Tom Warren. No, not that's for Xbox Live, which we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, Phil Spencer has come out and said that... That's not, an American. No, this is awkward. Phil Spencer hinted that Halo Infinite would be an ongoing platform. It wouldn't just be a singular game. It would be... The lifespan would last longer. And other sources have hinted at that the multiplayer could be free-to-play for all players. Um, Which I think directly ties in with the recent decision Microsoft made to stop their 12-month Xbox Live subscription plan as unlikely as I think it might be, it could be that they go free-to-play for Xbox Live to tie in with Halo Infinite multiplayer just being free-to-play in general. Yeah, and I think it coincides with their push for PC-like games as well, because the release of Master Chief Collection. I don't know if Infinite has been announced to be on PC, but there's always oh, I'm, potential. I'm certain it is. I, I believe... That's confirmed. As it has been confirmed. Oh, jeez. Make sure right now. Okay, yeah, it is officially coming to PC. Okay, yeah. So I guess that makes sense. Just they're kind of expanding their reach, not For sitting sure. in the same place as long as really they have been. I don't know how I feel about it being an ongoing platform. So that that sounds like they're gonna try to keep it. I mean, kind of like the Siege model, where it's year four now, year five. Um, it's a good comparison. Yeah, but I think it's also a bad comparison, because so many of us play Halo for the campaign as well. So like, does that mean that we're just going to get installments like a DLC that's going to be story? Or is this like the end of Master yeah. Chief, which would be... Way, way more sad. I feel like that'd oh, be yeah. way more sad. Um, I mean, I agree with you there in terms of the game, like, you know, in comparison to Rainbow Six Siege, where it's they've just, you know, put in new operators, just continue to add content to the singular game. Um, I'm a big campaign guy myself for Halo. I mean, I'm super competitive when it comes to multiplayer, and I'll play 
the life out of multiplayer. Yeah, but unfortunately, you are. I play, I it's play like Halo. <laughs> okay, bud. Um, I play Halo mostly for the story, and I absolutely adore Halo's lore and oh. all the thought that gets put into it. It's just wonderful. Yeah, because if we look at the other things they've done lore-wise, we got Halo Wars and ODST. Mm-hmm. And I guess books, but that's that's kind of outside of our realm of expertise. Yeah, I, I haven't really explored any of the books myself. Yeah, but like that means that we're effectively saying, okay, no more story content from Halo for minimum four years, assuming that's like... The ongoing thing but even with ongoing things like csgo you mentioned earlier that's way more than four years it's not even close it's, man that game came out at least a decade ago i feel csgo just counter-strike in general is so old and i i think it, that one's more you know multiplayer based that game is For entirely sure. multiplayer and so but, but whether that... go ahead i was just gonna say but that means that we're not seeing story content outside of DLC. There's going to be no new games unless they have single player only, which doesn't make much sense to me. Like just from a Halo perspective, it just is it's so unusual, but hey, I guess we'll just have to see where they go with it. Yeah, I mean, I am personally excited, very excited for the upcoming Halo Infinite. Um 3 days, 3 days before we get some new information. Which is very exciting. I wish it was here already, but that means we get to talk about it next week. Yeah, there it is. Um, so the other one that you got on here was XCloud included with the Xbox Game Pass. Yes. So let me find the article here. Um, where is it? There it is. Uh. The Xbox Game Pass is going to include xCloud streaming this uh, later this September. The xCloud streaming is basically you can play Xbox One or just Xbox titles on your phone. Straight, you can stream straight from the console onto your phone. It doesn't hinder the quality at all, as far as I know. Um, yeah, it, the, the games look great. Internet connection would affect that. Um, they did a demo. I want to say last year during E3 or even the year before that, they streamed Doom to... I believe it'll only be available on Samsung at the moment, Samsung phones, or Android devices, I mean. And um, the guy was playing Doom on his Android phone, and it looked just as good as it did on the big screen. Yeah. I, I So PlayStation has had this actually for quite some time. I mean, Xbox has too. You've been able to... Uh, within your own home, stream from the Xbox, and I remember playing Master Chief Collection that way um, when other people were using the TV. So, if it's the same quality as that, then it's going to be perfect for single-player games. It oh, like there sure. will almost you won't feel a, a difference. But I noticed I tried to play uh, what was it? I think I want to say it was Killzone. Uh, just when the PlayStation 4 came out, remotely with my Vita, which, you know, I was quote-unquote built for that. It was a nightmare. You cannot, <laughs> you cannot play multiplayer. So, I mean, it's been years. It's been like eight years since those consoles have come out, but... No, yeah. 
I don't think they've time. solved King since then. There's still still going to be that delay. Yeah. So. No, yeah, for sure. We'll see. We'll have to see how it goes. I think it being included with the Game Pass just makes the Game Pass bundle so much stronger. And it was, it was already like, I, a solid deal. No, yeah, and including on PC, course, the Ultimate Game Pass on PC, awesome. Oh, right. You get Xbox Live Gold, Xbox Game Pass, and PC Game Pass. It'll be interesting to see. I, I guess xCloud streaming would fill the gap that the Xbox Live Gold 12-month membership would leave behind in that subscription. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. There's a clear push to, to change how Xbox is doing their subscription models in general. And mm-hmm. we'll see how that affects PC as well, because you know, that's all I actually care about. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair Still, enough. I'm a big Xbox guy. I'm picking up that Xbox Day 1. You so. do you, man. If it's amazing, maybe I'll do it. But for now, I think PC would probably. I mean, probably hey, you got Halo on PC now. Yeah, I mean that's you know, the only like, thing that I really wanted. To, like, uh... wait, even Gears of War is on PC, isn't it? Yeah, you can play Gears of War on PC now. Gears of Four, Gears Five. I think even maybe all of them. Uh that might be well, a stretch. All I know is that Xbox is treating their exclusives differently, and that benefits me a lot. I saw I saw this really funny article um, the other day. I don't remember who wrote it, but the headline was "Bad News for Day One Xbox Series X Buyers," and I was like, "That's probably going to be me." So I should read this article. Um, and they're like, "The bad news was that the console exclusives for the Series X wouldn't be exclusive because they would also be on the Xbox One." And that was the bad news. And yeah. I kind of just sat there like that doesn't I don't that doesn't matter to me. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's going to be a different that, experience. And I think even no, sure. PlayStation the exact same way, they're requiring that games that are I know at least games that you purchase on PlayStation 4, you get for free on PlayStation 5. Like it's a requirement Sony's put out. I'm pretty sure Microsoft did the same. So this will definitely be uh, interesting to see. Like the transition, because and I mean, it was we're gonna talk about like PC mostly on this podcast, but that doesn't mean that these things won't affect how the PC scene plays out. No, for sure, it all they all affect each other in some way. Oh yeah, and I I hope that it it will do nothing more than push innovation, or you know, screw us all. But I think they learned their lesson with the launch of well the announcement that Xbox One would be online. I think they oh, yeah. started uh, listening to people since then. It was a nightmare. Rest in peace. Bad announcement. I don't think it it ever became reality. At launch, it was pretty offline. Nope. That probably made a lot of engineers very sad, but that's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, next piece of news, which is in no way gaming-related, but I cared very deeply. Tenet. It's delayed again. Freaking again. That's Christopher Nolan, isn't it? Yeah. And they're trying to be super, I don't know, like, not mystical, sorry. Mysterious, there we go. Another M word. With all the trailers. So we basically know there's some, like, time-traveling element, and there's a bad thing that's going to happen. So that's all we know, and it's been delayed now for the third time. And they don't... The other times they delayed it, there was a... They're like, okay, we're delaying it from this date to this date. 
Now it's like from August 12th to whenever the frick movie theaters open up again, which is um, not soon, is my guess. No, yeah, for sure. I agree. Sad times, but unrelated to most everything. So we can get into the Valorant stuff. Uh, Valorant, sorry. All good. I have been corrupted by people. Um, there was a fairly recent patch, uh, 1.3. It was uh, sometime last week, and there were pretty small changes, all things considered. The Guardian got buff. And it, I don't know. The Guardian's still in a weird spot, and I don't really see the point of it. It's like a sheriff, but worse. It costs way more. Um, yeah. Yeah. But lower fire rate, cheaper marginally, and better penetration. I don't. I feel like that's not going to convince anyone to pick it up that hasn't already been using it. Yeah, that's. I agree. I have to agree there. And then there are some some fixes to maps, some quality of life changes with surrender, which. I don't know how I feel about having surrender in in a competitive game, anyways, because you can always. Come back. I mean, I guess that's just for my Dota days when there yeah. is no surrender option. You just fight until the throne falls. Period. Um, I Fair think enough. it's probably good to prevent like deliberate throwing when people just want to get the game over with. Cause that's even worse. But I don't know. I, I feel like Valorant's community has yet to define itself as like really toxic or kind or whatever so we'll have to see if they actually like use that um another couple bug fixes and that's like that's it since a launch we've only gotten a couple of those bug fixes um nothing nothing too crazy another bit of news is actually the upcoming content that they released and then ask valorant valorant Goodness, I will get this. Um, You've got it, I believe. Some of it, I don't care, like gifting system. I, I just don't care. Um, it's something about giving content as a way of celebrating victories, holidays, or other occasion that calls for it. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to gift a $100 freaking skin. <laughs> right? Yeah. Who Picking cares that about that noise? Exactly. Um, In-game replay system? Huge for competitive. Huge. Oh, um, not just for like the actual tournaments, being able to go back into the game, grab highlights if that's what they choose to do or whatever, but from a training perspective, what professional teams always do is they'll go through those games that they win, the games that they lose, and they'll look at it and say, okay, this is why we won, this is why we lost. And right now, it's you can only view it from your own perspective. Um, but being able to go in and see that will will enable people who really want to get good to to get good at a much faster rate. Um, they said there's not going to be any map selections or playlist options, which, why that's news. Like, what game can you play competitive and choose the map? Right. I mean, there's map votes in some. Yeah. They give you a set of maps you can vote for them, especially in, like, league play, but... Yeah. Other than that, and they that's didn't like high high competitive. 
Yeah. And they didn't, like, rule out the possibility of that. They just said there's not going to be specific playlists with specific maps, or you won't be able to uh, queue for specific maps. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that would tear the... Com- not, like, it would tear the player base apart in a sense that I feel like queuing would be much harder if you're queuing for a specific map and nobody wants to play that map, so you're the only person queuing for that map. Yep. You know, that's almost word for word. Uh, maybe not almost word for word, but it's the exact same idea that their senior producer had. Um, their answer was splitting up matchmaking into separate map pools reduce the overall players in our matchmaking pool, which not only slows down matchmaking, but makes it difficult for us to produce fair matches. Um, shocking. I mean, I'm sure people are asking for that that just haven't played a competitive game in their entire life. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but that covers it for news. I mean, there's going to be a lot of other things that Valorant's going to define itself as in the coming months and, well, frankly, years, probably. They've already proved that they can stick with the game with League of Legends. That's not going anywhere anytime soon. Oh, for sure. League's huge. And so we're just watching the baby take its first steps. Hopefully they'll <laughs> learn how to run pretty quick because right now there's definitely some some things that need to be covered. Sure, I agree. I think it's off to a good start, though. Yeah. For right. the most part, there are a few gripes I have, but we'll get into that another time. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And maybe even when we're not planning on it, the the rage will just come upon us. Oh, for sure. Um. So what we wanted to talk about just to begin with is kind of a quick overview of all of the agents in Valorant. Uh, their particular strengths, their weaknesses. Uh, are generalized tips. I mean, the very first one on that, I want to say, should be Phoenix, because I think that a lot of new players are picking Phoenix up. Oh, just for sure. Right from the get go. And I know you play Phoenix, so. Yeah, sure. I'll get into it. Um, Phoenix, I-, I describe him as the most Call of Duty esque character, I guess. I mean, I, I had a little bit of uh, playtime in Overwatch. Not not a whole lot. I don't have a whole lot of experience, but I, I dabbled. And the first character I went to was Soldier 76. I'm a big Call of Duty guy. And I don't do any of the other roles. I just want to kill people, right? I'm a damage dealer. Soldier has the rifle and the grenade launcher. I'm good. Phoenix is very similar in the sense... He's a duelist, I believe is what they call him. Sure. In uh, Valorant, that's the role he fills. He's equipped with his hot hands, which is basically a, a Molotov. He throws a fireball. It can bounce off walls. You can, like, curve. I believe you can curve it around corners when you throw. I'm not. I think that might just be his wall. I'm not entirely sure. I know you can bounce it off the wall. So yeah, I guess I think you can that makes it up it for it. Um, his run it back ultimate allows him to create a decoy of himself, so you can run in without a care in the world. And you can use that to pick up easy frags, or you can use it to gain information for your team. Um, there's a lot of ways you can use that. I like to use it on, I believe it's bind. I'll uh, use my ultimate right outside of the teleporter, run through the teleporter, and just gain information for my team because the enemy team knows i'm there they've hear they've heard me run through the teleporter right so i'll i'm all i'm immediately dead as soon as i get in there but i can tell my teammates who's there what they have 
where they're at. And if I'm confident enough, I can run in there myself because I already know where they are and take them out. Uh, Blaze is one of his optional abilities that you can purchase. It's a basically a firewall. Um, when enemies run through it, they take damage. If Phoenix actually walks up to it, just like his uh, Hot Hands ability, his Molotov, he can stand in the radius of the wall or the radius of the fireball, and that actually heals himself. And then he has his Curveballs, which um, flash the opponents and yourself. Um, Should you use it? Yeah, I have many experience with flashing myself. Um, you can flash it left to right, around corners, uh, depending on which mouse button you click. And, I mean, that's... You gotta be careful with it, because, like I said, it flashes you, and it also flashes teammates, just like all the other abilities. Um, they won't deal damage to you. I mean, they heal Phoenix. Um, but they will definitely hurt your teammates. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely had the, the selfish teammate who will heal himself when we're both in a corner and just watch me burn oh, to death. Oh, I've done that so many times i've got yelled at so many different times i think you've done sorry i'm not sorry i'm sure i've done it you're gonna do it again too i'm not gonna stop right i just Um, will never heal you ever that's that's fine i i can heal myself i got it it's all good (laughs) yeah i think he's got unusual amount of sustain um which i think only like sage and reyna have healing abilities besides him um, and especially, uh, so. especially because if you manage to get your ability out on one of the healing ones, and then proceed to fight them within that radius, you are such a huge advantage because you're healing while they're taking damage. It instantly puts them on a timer to end it quickly. Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't know how often that becomes relevant, but especially like hookah and binds, like you mentioned, I think you can definitely do some real damage by putting a firewall down and then pushing them. Because uh, they either have to move through the wall or you shoot them to death. Mm-hmm. Unless they just sure, shoot Sure, I agree. I mean, that happens plenty of times. You know? Yeah. Feels bad. Um, Phoenix being a duelist, the best way to use him is just to really, and like you said, he's a very self-sustainable character. Phoenix, I believe, you know, he can uh, your player who chooses Phoenix can almost run out by himself and hold his own as long as, you know, he can win gunfights. Um, obviously if he runs into a situation where there's two or three bad guys, he might not be coming out of that alive, but there's nothing you can do. Nobody can get out of that really. Um, for the most part though, he can hold his own. So the next stage we want to talk about was Sage. Uh, another character with the ability to heal, but the only one with the ability to heal other people on the team instead of just herself. Uh, She's one of the most, uh, I would say, hard supporty style agents at the moment. Uh, Most of the others can be self-sufficient in some way, but Sage's abilities are 100% are meant to benefit the team as opposed to just her alone. The first one's Barrier Orb. What you do is you hit C, you can rotate it around any which way you'd like, and it puts down a wall with several segments. This wall will degrade over time, you can kill the segments, and that's that's effectively it. One of the cool things you can do is stand right 
where the wall is when it's being formed, and that will bring you on top of the wall, give you a little bit of an edge in your opponent. Uh, the walls do take a little bit of damage to destroy, so uh, one of the things that you have to remember, especially in fighting a Sage, is that if you choose to destroy that wall, uh, you're probably going to have to reload after that clip. Um, so make sure you have some backup. She'll just come out and shoot you. She may be a support character, but she still has the same guns as everybody else. I've seen uh, many Sages top frag. Yeah. So, I mean, she's... What's the jack-of-all-trades? That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And then the next one, the slow orb, I think is the perfect example of that. Uh, I play Sage a lot, and it's easily my favorite ability. You can catch people out so easily with this. It's got a huge radius. People that are stuck in it, basically dead. Remember, it does affect your teammates like every other ability in the game. Um, but if you can get it into a corner where you know somewhere is, or put it in an area that you know someone has to move through, that will either slow them down or force them to stay where they are so that you can go in and get that easy kill. And you have two of those, um, so that means that even should you screw one up, uh, that's okay, you got a secondary. I usually tend to use one close to the start of the match, especially if I know people will be pushing up somewhere, so that my team can uh, have a couple extra seconds to rotate before the bullets start flying, really. Alright, her utility that uh, is the default one that doesn't cost anything it is just heal orb. It's a ranged heal for one person. Uh, it does have a 45 second cooldown, so that means that using it even just twice in a round doesn't happen super often. But one thing that I think a lot of new Sage players do incorrectly is they'll save that until someone's at like 20 HP. I, that, I think that's probably not a great idea. If it's still 5v5 and someone got hit a couple times, maybe I would wait for it. But if you die having not used that, then you effectively just wasted it. Um, even if you're only healing 20 or 30 damage. That's still better than nothing. For sure. So be judicious about it, but also don't be afraid. The last one for ultimate uh, resurrection is the best ultimate in the game, in my opinion. You take any of your allies who have fallen, and you can resurrect them. Oh. And you, you have to be within uh, a certain radius of them, so it's it's not quite as long range as her heal is, which is basically across the map if you have line of sight. Um, but it'll have a short animation, so don't heal someone that's standing in the open where you know enemies are watching. But being able to bring back somebody, especially someone who hasn't used their utility yet, I think is game changing. It can take a three v five situation to a three to a four v five situation. It can do a 1v1 to a uh, 2v1, which obviously, all of a sudden, you can just flank them and win. It's so easy to win 2v1s. Mm -hmm. I think that you can do just about anything with this ability. One thing that I do think people will waste it on is if it's a 5v4, they'll go ahead and use it so they can bring it back to 5v5. I don't agree with that particular usage. I think that... It's assuming that you can't win uh, when you still have a very good shot. Because you can still resurrect that person later in the round. Um, but it's, it's best not to blow 
the ultimate until you know it will give you an advantage that you actually need and will take take advantage of. That about sure. covers it uh, with Sage, though. It's nothing too. She's rated as easy difficulty. Nothing, nothing crazy there. Um, one of the other five uh, starting uh, agents that you have access to when you first boot up uh, your Valorant is Jet. She's another duelist, just like Phoenix. I personally haven't played Jet a whole lot. I know someone who does. <laughs> I spend a lot of my time spectating them. Um, but she also she has four abilities, just like everybody else, uh, including her ultimate. Her Tailwind is a dash. You can dash um, in any direction that you're moving, left, right, forward, backwards, whatever. Uh, She's a very aggressive agent to play with. Um, she's really good, really good entry fragger. Can get right in the enemy's face right at the start of the game if you know how to use her tailwind ability. You could also couple that with the updraft ability, which throws her up in the air. Um, and holding the space bar actually allows her to slowly fall down to the ground rather than just fall straight down like all the other agents. Yeah, um, you can glide with that. It's kind of silly. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, coupling that with Tailwind allows you to travel, uh, you know, up and down the map crazy fast. Updraft can also be used to throw yourself up onto boxes where the enemies might not suspect where that you're there, and you can get the drop on them real easy. Cloudburst is basically, uh, to simplify it, just a smoke grenade. It's literally just a ball of smoke that she throws. You can curve that, you know, up and down, around corners, stuff like that. Um, she gets three of them, I believe. Correct. And uh, those are very, very useful to get out of a sticky situation, to, you know, maybe even turn a situation in your favor. You throw one of those down, you tailwind and updraft through it, and all of a sudden the opponent has no idea where you are, or they're very surprised that you're in the location that you are and you've got the drop on him right then. Yeah. Her ultimate is a very fun ability. She is given several, I believe it's five knives that she can throw at opponents and you mm -hmm. can either throw them one at a time for a more accurate shot. They deal, is it 50 75? Uh, I can double two or three. Check. Take out. Um, I think it's two, but with, with them as with every other ability in the game, they are one-shot kill, and I just confirmed for you that is five. Um, so if you get them in the head, they're they're gone. Oh yeah, for sure. One shot to the head, they're done. Body it, shots, I believe it's. I don't. I want to say it's two without armor, three with armor. Um, but okay, they fire so quite quickly. So if you know you're not getting a headshot, throw them off very fast. Yeah. You can also press the the ultimate ability button again, and it will shoot them all at once. And if you kill someone with this ability, it will give you... I'm sorry, it's actually alt-fire, so that means if you right-click, yeah, it'll throw all right of them. Um, but if you kill someone with this ability, whether using them all at once or just using this uh, one-at-a-time shot, it will actually refill the daggers. So this is, this is the perfect ace weapon, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Because you just have so much killing potential, and if you do hit all of your shots, then you're never going to run out of those knives. Exactly. Um, Jet, like I said, very 
aggressive character, and you can couple her ultimate with the rest, you know, of her abilities, uh, the updraft, tailwind. You can throw yourself in some very tricky places for the your opponent not to hit you, and then you just light them up with knives, whether that's with your right click, you throw them all at once, or you left click, tap them in the head, whatever, you know. You get them all back, go to the next guy. Yep. Very hard agent to deal with, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. You never know uh, with Jet. It's a little bit harder to play, for sure, but it's mm-hmm. it's definitely, definitely good. Um, one thing to note with the Cloud Burst is even though you have three of them, uh, they're also the shortest time smoke in the game. So certain things like, uh, I mean, especially Viper's little uh, toxic, Toxin Ball or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. it that will last much longer, so... While you can put these down to cover your flanks and so on, you got to remember it only lasts a couple of seconds. For sure, for sure. Yeah. The next, the next one uh, that you start with is Sova. Sova is considered an initiator, which um, I don't necessarily agree with that definition. I don't think you should be the first one in, but you'll you'll start to see why uh, people consider it an initiator as I go through. The first ability they have is Aldrone. Which what it's just a, literally a drone that flies around. It also contains a dart that if you hit someone, uh, it will highlight where they are periodically. Um, well, actually not periodically. That I am, I am mistaken. I mix it up with Cipher's uh, camera. This is a, one of the paid abilities. The second one is Shock Bolt, which is basically just an impact grenade. You do have the ability to bounce it off walls, which I think is its greatest strength. You can get people around corners. Uh, if you know someone's camping somewhere, you can send them off, and two of them will kill someone. I believe they do 50, 50 damage in the game, uh, 50 damage per shot. The last one, the, the free ability, is the Recon Bolt. This one can also be bounced off walls. Functions the exact same, just a, a bow that shoots a Recon Arrow. Uh, when you shoot it off, it will send out a couple pulses, and anyone caught within line of sight of those pulses will be uh, highlighted for you. Three pulses to be specific, so you've got uh, a little bit of time uh, for them to move around. It can be destroyed, of course, um, so be aware of that. But if they destroy it, then you know someone's there, if not where they are. One thing that's kind of nice is it does have a 35 second cooldown, so you can easily use this to scout the entry uh, the entry for the entry fragger, and then also use it before or after planting. So that will give you a couple of, a couple of different options to find out where people are. For sure. The, the very last one is Hunter's Fury, the ultimate. I'm going to be entirely honest, I think this is potentially one of the worst ultimates in the game. Do you agree with me? I think it's the um hardest one one of the hardest ones to use because it requires the knowledge of where someone is you know like you got to couple it with his recon bolt or his owl drone to find that person and then you have to quickly pull out they have to quickly activate the ultimate in order to effectively use it against that person that you Mm -hmm. just figured out so the reason why i feel like Sova's ultimate is potentially the worst is because they you can actually see where the next bolt's going to land. So you have the opportunity to react to it, unlike many of the other ones where you have no indication where anything's going to land. 
Uh, well, I guess that's not entirely true. A lot of them do have indicators, but the area that it covers is so small that it only works in certain areas. Um, but if used correctly, of course, it's still an ultimate. It's very powerful. And it will highlight people when they're, uh, when they're hit. But just considering how loud it is, I think people underestimate the, how easy it is to counter, not just dodging, but as soon as you hear people start using it, you can just push them. Because it's not a very fast firing ultimate. And if you push them and they're alone, they just die, pure and simple. Yeah, for sure. It's very easy to get caught off guard when using that ultimate. Yeah, I feel like Sova's an excellent supporting character as well um, to get information before the push. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't help a whole lot with rushes because most of his things, like the drone, uh, as well as the recon dart, uh, will take a little bit of time for you to get any information back. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's He's in a weird spot. I think he's going to get a couple changes. Um, but it's also pretty basic. He's a pretty basic hero, so I don't know how much they'll change I think he's the, another good one to start off with, just yeah, like Phoenix. I agree. Him, Phoenix, and Sage are all uh, very easy mm -hmm. to start with. I think Jet is the hardest of the starting characters. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Um, the next one, the last of the default operators, right? We're on five? Do I not Correct, count? yep. You do. Okay, awesome. Um, or neither of us do, one of the two. <laughs> Um, Brimstone is a very supportive character. Um, he's really, really good when he's coupled with, you know, another teammate or two. Um, he's got, one of his, uh, abilities is the Sky Smoke. I believe that's his free ability, if I'm not mistaken. He gets one that's of those accurate, every yeah. round. He actually, um, no, Sky Smoke is not uh, his free one, and he actually gets three of them. Oh, it's the grenade launcher. That's what it is. The incendiary grenade launcher is this free one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Actually, um, this website says that all of them are. I always make oh. sure that I'm double checking, but okay. you go ahead and I'll figure out for sure for us. Um. Well, the grenade launcher, I believe that is his free one. Is basically it's just like Phoenix's fireball. It's just a Molotov. You can bounce it off walls. Um. Bounce it off the wall around the corner. It'll light a radius up, and anyone in that is gonna either get really hurt, or if they're stuck there, they're they're definitely gonna die. It deals a pretty significant amount of damage over time. Um, the next one is his sky smoke, which I mentioned first. Which, is, by the it, way, I hate to interrupt, but it actually is the signature one, the one that you get for free. However, you can buy additional uh, charges of it for 100 credits. Uh, so what that means yeah. is you start with one and can have up to three, which I recommend gotcha. doing. It's a very, very strong ability. Um, his Sky Smoke drops. You can do one point at a time, or you can even do multiple at a time. Uh, it drops smoke right where you place it on the map. You have a little handheld map that you pull up. You can put it anywhere. Um, it's very good for causing distractions, allowing your team to push up, getting out of the tight spot. The downside to it, however, is that he's very vulnerable when he's using it. He can't attack. He's in a very bad spot when he's attempting to use his sky smoke. 
One His next one is tip the... for that actually uh, is you can set where they're supposed to go off before the round starts, and then after the round starts, okay. uh, you just have to open it up, right click, and then it will launch all of those for you. For sure. So you can have a good good setup right before the round starts, or you know, coordinate with your team, get it all set up, and then as soon as it's started, you're good to go. Yeah. No it, time wasted there. And because of the unlimited range, it is the worst to have to have to face that when you're an opper. With an op, oh, they can sure. take three different lines of sight, wipe them out. And it doesn't matter where on the map they are, as soon as they know you're there, they can drop all those down. So Yep. Be aware. Uh, next one is his stim beacon. It's an area of effect ability. Drops it right on the ground. There's a circle that pops up. Uh, it can affect teammates and enemies, actually, if enemies get in there. Um, they can steal it from him. But it ups the rate of fire of your teammates. And I believe that's the only thing it does. It might. Yep, it doesn't heal. Okay. Um, it ups the rate of fire, which is a big advantage in a firefight for sure. Getting more bullets off than your opponent is absolutely huge. Mm -hmm. Um, and his ultimate ability, which I think can be one of the most fun abilities, but also another one of the more difficult ones to use. It requires mm -hmm. a lot of patience or it requires a lot of knowledge, knowing where the enemy is, where they could be. The mm -hmm. orbital strike. You so pick fun. a point on the map. <laughs> pick a point on the map. It's a fairly large circle. If you're caught in the middle of it, you're done. It's over. You're not getting out. If he catches you and like you're on like kind of the edge of the circle, the game does alert you if you're caught in it, and that gives you a little bit of time to run away. If you're trapped in a room, though, with only one way out, you're probably done unless you're right at that doorway. Yeah, um, and I mean, any any good Grimstone player is going to have somebody watching that door, too. So you sprint oh, out like sure. a maniac because you have to or you'll die, and then somebody just claps you. Mm -hmm. For sure, and it can, you know, you can catch a bunch of guys in that circle. I remember, granted, this was one of my first games, um, so everyone's new at the game, but I caught three guys, and there that's three out of five of the opponents dead that right at the start of the round almost. <laughs> so it's absolutely massive. Yeah, that's um, it, it reminds me of Fuse uh, from Rainbow Six. You kind of got to know where they are. You can use it to scatter them from that location, or if they're caught in a really bad position, they just die. Yep. Be very satisfying. Sure. Agreed. So that covers all of the starting characters. In order to unlock new characters, you fill out a kind of battle pass thing, earn enough XP, and then you can get two ones right off the bat. After that, you do a similar thing, but they're co called contracts. They're for each individual uh, agent, and uh, there's five levels before you unlock them, and after that, there's some cosmetic things that you can get. But the first one I want to talk about uh, is Omen. I think Omen is annoying. I think he's amazing. Uh, he's very, very strong. The first ability, and the reason why I think he's as good as uh, I'm saying, is called Shrouded Step. So what you do is, after a short delay, you teleport to an area that you can see. Um, and this is within a certain range. It does not have infinite range, unfortunately. Uh, but this is great for convincing opponents for getting around sightlines of opponents. Um, so for instance, if you're moving down C-Long, you can use this ability to get to the other side, uh, the side that 
presumably the opera isn't watching. And that will help you to get the drop on them when they're not expecting it. This can also be used to get on top of high, the high ground, various boxes. Um, but one thing to note is they can hear you doing this. So don't use it where you know they could easily push you. He is what is regarded as a controller. So what that means to me is that he has the ability to control kind of what areas the enemies can be at, which I think is accurate. Um, one of the things that contributes to that is his ability called Paranoia. He only has one of it, but when he uses it, it briefly reduces the vision of anyone that's caught in its area of effect. So that makes it really easy again to push through people who are trying to hold long sight lines and uh, punish people who are camping in any area because it's quite a short range that you can see just a couple feet in front of you. So unless you're hiding around the corner with a shotgun, you, you might be toast. Sure. Alright, his free specialist ability is called Dark Cover. What you can do is you lay down a orb in a certain area. It's a kind of a cool interface where you see the kind of a different version of the map without walls, and you can select where you put these orbs. They last a whole lot longer than jets, uh, which is amazing, and you get two of them with a 35 second cooldown. So you can use these pretty liberally. They're great for... Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Another thing with the dark cover um, is you can, they're not just, you don't just throw them at the ground and they act like a smoke cloud like jets. Um, you can throw them so they're elevated. So if you have a mm -hmm. um, high ground position, you can throw them a little bit more elevated so the guy from on the low ground can't see you, but you can see his feet and you can spray him through your little dark cover cloud. Yep. Um, there are also similar things you can do with a couple of the other smokes, even ciphers, which is. Barely a smoke, honestly. Um, yeah. But if you can get it landed in a high area, you can use it for that that exact reason. But dark cover is easily the best at it. Oh, for sure. Uh, the last one, probably the one that defines him the most, his ultimate. It allows him to teleport to anywhere on the map. Very scary. Very scary. During this time, and I think it's something that people forget about, is also the map is darkened. So that means that neither team will have use of the minimap for the few seconds it takes for him to teleport. Uh, one thing that is important to know too is that you can you will appear as a shade, quote unquote, uh, that can be destroyed and you will die uh, before you actually spawn in. So you got a couple seconds where they have the ability if they see where you're where you're teleporting uh, to to kill you before you have a chance to react. So when you use this, you got to make sure it's away from someone or at least out of the line of sight. You could do it right behind someone. As long as they don't turn around, they'll never know. Um, sure. So you have to be, you just have to be very careful about not doing the open. Uh, I think some people believe this is a great way to plant the spike in an unexpected way. I think it's the dumbest thing you could possibly do because that means it separates you from the team with the spike. Spike rush, sure, do whatever the heck you want. You all got spikes. But you need to play with the spike much more carefully. Um, and I think it's only worth it if you have solid intel that one of them are empty and you can have people rotate to you. It's also really good uh, for after the plant. You can teleport somewhere that you know the other team will have to be going on their way to the spike, which will do one of two things. Either it will slow them down while they're checking all these corners or 
you'll just shoot them when they don't check the corners. Um, you might shoot oh, yeah. them anyways. I think it's it's really strong because they're already in a disadvantage uh, disadvantageous that's even a word position. Uh, they're at a disadvantage. <laughs> they're at a disadvantage, and you throw an added wrench into that, and it makes it really really difficult to to stop that plant when you don't know where one of them are. You don't know if they're coming up from behind you, if they're on the way, or they use it to fake you out and stay there, which I don't really know. I'd necessarily recommend that a lot. But I think there's there's a lot of different applications. He's definitely a very um, versatile agent. Like I mm -hmm. mentioned at the beginning, I find him very annoying. That might just be biased from previous games yeah. where Omen just slapped the crap out of me. Um, but no, he's definitely you know not not too easy to go up against. Yeah, definitely a top tier agent. I don't know if I'd necessarily rec uh, recommend unlocking him first until you get a little more comfortable with the game, but he has a lot of potential. For sure. Um, the next one, another one of the agents you can unlock when you get your free unlock token is Raze. She's another duelist. Um, some people say that she's the easiest agent in the game, let alone one of the easiest duelists. Um, during the beta period, she was a meme. No one likes <laughs> Raze at all. She had a very broken... Her ultimate was very broken, had a very large radius. Um, I, I think she's another one of those Call of Duty agents, you know, mm -hmm. if you're coming from a you know, any sort of FPS background, especially Call of Duty, I think Raze is a good fit for you. One of her um, abilities, the one that she gets every round, is Paint Shells. It's basically a cluster grenade. Throw it around a corner, it blows up once, deals some damage, explodes into a bunch of different mini grenades. They also deal a bunch of damage. Can hurt your teammates with it. Yep. Um, so you gotta be very, very careful with it. Um, but you get it in the right spot, you know, maybe you know someone's camping around a corner. Or, you know, just to clear out a room, chase someone out of there, throw it in there. Uh her boom bot is also very, very useful. Um it's I like to call it the boomba. You throw the boomba down, enters a room, and if it sees anyone, if it's in it if anyone's in its line of sight, just chases them down. Goes right to him. If it gets within melee range of them, it explodes and will kill them. It does lots of damage. It is very easy to take out, but it's also um, very difficult to take it out and kill the rays that is potentially you know following up right behind it. Uh, one of her. Abilities that require more people use it for getting up on top of high areas. No one really uses it for um, damage dealing, at least not that I've seen in my games. Her blast pack. It's basically C4 from Call of Duty. You, th you can throw it at the ground, jump, launches you up in the air. You can get up on the high boxes just like Jet can. Um, a lot of people like to throw one down, blow it up, throw another down blow that one up, which launches them even even further into the air, and they'll usually couple that with their ultimate, which is the Showstopper. Giant rocket launcher, if anyone's caught within the radius, which has been drastically reduced, thanks yeah. to the beta. Even though the animation uh, has not, just for the record. 
animation stays animation. the same. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a fairly long animation. It's not longer than I don't think anyone else's ultimate ability, but there is definitely an animation there. Oh, sorry, I, I guess I kind of misspoke. But the blast radius visually oh. hasn't changed, okay. even though the effective blast radius where the damage is actually done has changed. Yeah, no, they've shrunk that down quite a bit. Um, but anyone caught within the blast radius is going to feel it for yeah. sure. And one thing to note with her paint shells, that, uh, that specialist ability, is while it doesn't refresh after a timer, it does refresh after you get two kills or assists, or one kill, one assist, you know, any combination, which is pretty unique. I'm not aware of any other operator that has, uh, has it work like that. So. I believe that, I don't know if that's just a duelist thing, because I remember playing Phoenix... Phoenix using my molly phoenix has his molly and i believe two kills or you know one assist one kill two assists whatever i believe it recharges his molly yep you're right actually it's fireball and shows you how much i play in phoenix <laughs> so i believe jet mighty what was jet's free ability was that her that was her double check um, that was her was like her, uh, her dash yeah yeah, I believe it works the same for Jet, too. So, like, you know, those duelists, they're meant to get those kills. Um, good well, incentives. Yeah, you're right. Tailwind yeah. does refresh after two kills and assists, huh? The more you know. So, you know, good incentives to get in there and get some kills. You get more equipment that way. Granted, it is the free equipment that you'll get next round if you don't manage to get kills. But, you know, using two of those paint cans. Honestly, paint disgusting. Shells, it's, you know, that caused some real damage. It's very, very strong. Um, the next one, my personal favorite, Viper. Um, I don't think anyone else agrees with me, but, you know, you guys can suck it. <laughs> I think Viper's good. Thank you. I don't, There's somebody I don't out there. Viper. Okay, I, Viper actually has the lowest win rate out of all the agents, so maybe oh, that's geez. why I say it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's justified because not a lot of people quite understand what's supposed, what you're supposed to do. Snakebite uh, is really easy to use. It's literally just a pool of acid that's shot. It's basically a molly, uh, but green. Nothing at all different there. You can bounce it off walls. Poison Cloud, which I think is the most unique uh, smoke-type ability in the game, because something that she has, which... Uh, no one else has is a bar that will constantly refill throughout the game and it's used for both this ability the poison cloud as well as the toxic screen uh, of how much gas she has available and so as something's being used it will drain slowly um, you start out with 50 up to can store up to 100 but as soon as all of your abilities have been deactivated this will fill up again. So that means that throughout the match, you can keep using that ability over and over again. And you can even pick up Poison Cloud after it's been after it's been dropped. Uh, so I recommend doing this for sure at the end of a round, so you don't have to buy it again. Uh, no reason to waste money. But one thing uh, to note too is when people are within this, as well as when people are within her toxic screen, is people will slowly take damage uh, down to 1 HP. This will refill as soon as they exit the toxic gas, um, and this also happens with her ultimate, of course. Um, it'll begin to refill, but as long as you remain within that gas, 
you are at a huge disadvantage because anyone sneezes on you and you just collapse. Yeah, not a position you want to be in. Nope. Um, the next ability is Toxic Screen, which is a wall that can be walked through. It will still do damage to people who walk through it, um, that, but it will be quickly rehealed if they exit it. Um, but the cool thing about this is it has an infinite range. As far as you see, it goes there. So what you can even do is pick out things that you see in the skyline to latch it onto, shoot there, and it will coat everything below that in a straight line. So you can get it all the way into the other team's base uh, with the right angles on a couple maps. I think this one, super underrated. This is her free ability. And like oh, I said, yeah. So that's infinite crazy. range, wall, will recharge. You can hold any point in the game by yourself using this ability for an indefinite amount of time. Uh, coupled with the, um, the snake bites, you can use them to zone people out as long as you need to. So she's a she's great. If you think they're pushing B, you stay on A. Everyone else rotates there. They deal with it if they are pushing B. And if not, you can easily buy time for your teammates to show up, assuming you don't completely screw up. Yeah. The last one, Viper's Pit, I think is uh, another unique ability. She's just a very unique character in general. Uh, it creates a huge zone of toxic gas, much like uh, that poison cloud does. And within that area, people will take damage, all that stuff, except for, here's the kicker, it never goes away. As long as she remains within it, that smoke won't move. She can leave it for brief periods and then go back to it. Um, there's a little bar that will indicate how much time you have remaining. It's only a couple seconds tops. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're within that, that means people are coming to you when they have one HP, can hardly see, and you're at full strength. So I often buy actually a shorty. It's only 200 credits um, when I'm running her, and I know I have access to the ultimate, because with a shorty, you just kill anyone within there. It doesn't matter what they have, um, and it's so cheap that it's, it's worth it. This is really good for putting down plants. It's really good for getting uh, plants diffused, all that jazz. You just got to remember, like all other abilities in Valorant, it will damage your teammates. So if you put it down, make sure if you have any teammates remaining that they have somewhere they can be that's effective. Otherwise, they're just going like, to be stuck in a corner waiting for you to either die or win the game. Uh, it makes you kind of a, a solo character in that respect. I don't know why people label it as uh, a support occasionally, because she's anything but. She's definitely a, a self-sufficient gal. I feel like Viper could even be labeled as a as one of the duelists. I, she seems very, like you said, self-sufficient, you know? Causes, yeah. Can cause a lot of damage. And, like, I think the problem with that is is she has to be within her element. Like, Phoenix has the ability to move forward, Raina has the ability to move forward, all that stuff. Uh, but with her, you have to stay back to where your abilities are uh, in order to make full effect of them. So. That's a fair point. You just have to have to be careful sometimes. She's not a she's great on defense. I don't think she's as good when attacking. But if you take that point and you have a viper, they're not retaking it. Like period. For sure. No, she's very good. Like you said, for plants, diffuses, all that jazz. Um, another one of the agents you can unlock. She was actually added into the game post beta. Um, mm -hmm. another duelist. 
I like the do list. And she's a piece of trash. I hate her. <laughs> uh, she's fairly broken at the moment, but saying that, um, you would have to be very good with Reyna yep. to for her to be broken. Um, you have to know what you're doing. I found myself caught in many situations where if I had just pushed the correct key or used the right ability, where I could have easily come out on top, but I choke in the moment, use the wrong ability, and it's all over. Yeah. Um, Still hate her. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, one, her E and Q abilities are unique as they're the same ability. She gets four activations of them. Or not the same ability. They're the same. They draw from the same pool. Draw some from the same pool. There you go. Um, one of them is Devour, which is her Q, I believe. Why, um, it's exactly why I hate her. <laughs> she, after killing an opponent, um, you can hit Q. They'll drop an orb that lasts like three seconds, and that'll give you enough time to determine whether or not you want to hit E or Q. Hitting Q draws health from that orb, heals her not only to 100 HP back to full, it overheals her 50 more health. So you could be a Reyna. If you come out behind someone, take them out without taking a hit, you're 100 HP, 50 armor, 50 health. You know, you're you're unstoppable. Um, hitting E, however, makes her intangible. She can float around for a brief moment. She can't shoot anyone. No one can shoot her. It's very good for, you know, you get caught with two or three opponents. You take one out. You make yourself invulnerable. You can back out of that fight or put yourself in a favorable position. Even hitting Q, you know, you kill someone, overheal yourself. You're healing while they're shooting you. And, you know, that's a huge advantage in a gunfight. Yeah, and if her ultimate's active at the her... same time, she turns invisible when she uses her E, which means... Oh, yeah, her ultimate is crazy, crazy. And by the way, um, her ultimate automatically casts Devour um, and will not consume that, that soul orb. So, ultimate, very nice. <laughs> ultimate's really good. Um, her other ability is Leer which is a throwable eye that you can toss through walls, you can toss it up in the air, down low to the ground, wherever it has a very large radius and it causes near sight on opponents. So they can't see very far ahead. They can only see maybe, you know, two feet in front of them. Somewhat like Omen's ability. Yep. Exactly like that. It's very good for, um, you know, pushing people back. You throw a leer. They'll probably fall back, you know, if they're if you think they're gonna rush. Um, it's good for rushing as well. You throw that down and you swing on whoever you think might be out there. Paired with Sova, you know, you get some intel. You know where people are. Near sight them. They're done. Um, that's about it for that. Her ultimate, as we were talking about earlier, is very, very good. It lasts a fairly long time. Um, I don't ever use it just because I don't fully understand how it works, if I'm being completely honest. What it does, though, um, is increases your fire rate. Very useful in a gunfight. Your equip speed, reload speed, um, the speed at which your abilities are used. It basically throws Reyna 
on adrenaline and she's ultra fast like ethan said it um activates the q ability the soul harvest automatically so you don't need to be, you don't need to worry about that and you said it turns her invisible as well it activates if, her q if Andy. she you you have to still use the e manually but it will make you intangible uh-huh. and invisible and, so you can and, use that okay. to go wherever you want and the, the duration of the darn ability resets every time you need a kill <laughs> it's like that, that's right the ultimate the duration of the ultimate resets every time you kill someone and like i said it already lasts a fairly long time to begin with so we'll probably expect to see some changes to reina in the near future yeah it's actually fairly surprising that nothing's happened yet especially yeah. in this most recent patch. i mean she's almost worthless if she doesn't get a kill because she's got the leer ability and that's it she's only got one of the oh, ability sure. Um, well, I mean, besides the, the ultimate, which kind of relies on you getting kills for it to be really used. But once you get a kill, you're just unstoppable. You yeah, overheal, like you run in again with 200 HP. Ridiculous. Like I mentioned at the beginning, you know, if the player who's picked Reyna knows what they're doing, Reyna's not something to mess around with. She's no. a very useful operator. Absolutely not. And uh, this is the last one, right? We went through every but Cypher. Uh, no, we have... We have a few. Breach still. We haven't done Breach. Well, I hate Breach. You've done Breach. Um, <laughs> breach, Cypher. Is it just Breach and Cypher? Yeah, I think so. So oh, Cypher, okay. a Go good ahead. character, because I don't like Breach. Uh, I think this one's definitely one of the more higher skill uh, ones. Uh, he's he's focused heavily around information and information gathering. His first ability, trip wire, or trap wire, is amazing. I love it. it. There's so many different applications, both on offense and on defense. And what it does is it'll throw a trip wire down. Should anyone walk through it, there's a short delay where they are slowed down and either will shoot that in order to to prevent it. And by the way, they're invisible until you get really close. They'll either shoot to prevent it from going off at the end um, and doing some some dazing. It, it doesn't actually do damage, but it will daze you for a short time, uh, where you can't see as well as well as your ha- your gun handling goes down. Um, and you can put them in really creative places. For some reason, the tripwire will let you sometimes, like if you have a hallway here and a door that lets out here, you can put it right there, and it will latch over here. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, there's definitely a couple of tricky spots you can you can use that with, um, and it's difficult to to counter. And even should they shoot it, you do get a notification saying they're destroyed, and it removes you from the map. So that means you at least know where someone is. For sure, is... if it doesn't go off, you know, um, your teammates might not know where they are, but you do, and you can relay that information to your teammates. You're thinking better. Uh, the next one, Cyber Cage. Uh, this is like one of the weirder smokes. One of the nice things about it is you can pre-place it uh, before, and you activate it later by mousing over and hitting F or whatever your interact key is. Uh, one of the other weird things about it is that the, when you are inside of it, your line of sight is unobstructed, unlike with other uh, smoke side abilities. So once you're within it... Uh, you're pretty much good. It's mostly good for uh, taking the line of sight between two points instead of preventing them from actually moving through it. Uh, it can also work to your disadvantage. People can poke in and out of that, so just make sure you're 
I mean, all smokes really, but this one I feel like especially can be used to to your team's detriment. Oh, for sure. You can even put them both down at the same time and activate them at the same time, uh, similar to how Brimstone works. The last one, Spy Cam, the free one. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. You just have to remember to activate them. And also, these ones can't be picked up, so put them down where you want them to be. Don't. <laughs> if you put them in the wrong spot, you're in big trouble. Uh, you can pick up the trap wires. The last normal oh. ability, the free one, uh, is spy cam. It's a camera that is very easy to see. What you can do is tag people by aiming and just clicking on them. It will put a tracker on them that they have to remove, and it will send out signal to you as to where they are every few seconds. This is, I think, really good to be put in sight. You can use it, of course, um, to put it in the way into sight, but when you put it in sight, uh, that means that if someone does get tagged by it, they're already in a place where it's kind of dangerous, and taking the time to remove that could be fatal. This is the same both attack and defense, but there are so many different applications to this, it's impossible to go to go over it mm-hmm. just in one podcast. <laughs> For sure. Uh, one gripe I do have with his spy cam is that uh, only Cypher has the ability to use it. I feel like it would be very beneficial... I don't even think it would be super broken if, you know, a dead teammate could have access to that cam and not even have the ability to mark someone with a tracking dart, but just, you know, have that information that they can relay to their teammates, you know, that they at least see someone moving through that area. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And just for the record, you only have one of those darts, so make sure you hit them. It will recharge after a little while, but if you hit somebody with that dart, they're going to know it's there. They're just going to destroy it instantly. I've never had the opportunity to use it more than once. Sadly. Uh, the last ability, Neural Theft, is when you go up to a dead enemy uh, and somehow you find out where all of their teammates are. So this has a timer of about 20 seconds. So you can't go to a body that's been dead half the round and be like, oh, now I know where it is. Oh. Uh, you do have to do it some pretty soon after they've uh, been killed. But once you do that, it will, after a very short delay, ping the entire enemy team, show them on the minimap, and that's it. Um, so this is really good for finding out rotations, uh, see if someone's camping in a cheeky spot, all that stuff. But sometimes I think people rely on them a little too much to get information to the team, because as soon as that goes off, you have no more information on them. So they could be moving anywhere. So you're moving to somewhere that you saw someone was 10 seconds ago, just think of how far you can move in 10 seconds. They could be anywhere in that radius. For sure. Yeah, that that Um, covers him. Yeah, Cypher, and again, you know, maybe it's just those support guys, the information gatherers, I find them all very annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Had a few, you know, bad games with Cypher in the recent past. I feel like I've had a few bad games with everyone, but maybe that's just because I'm bad, you know? (laughs) You know, that's fair. Oh, unless it was against Reyna. Then it was because Reyna's broken. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. Dumb, dumb agent. Um, Another, one of the uh, agents that I don't see picked fairly often is Breach. He, however, when he is picked, again, very annoying. He has a lot of abilities that blind the opponents, stun the opponents. You know, he's very good when paired with a duelist 
very easy to make mm -hmm. that opponent vulnerable, get the duelist in there, finish the job. Um, his free ability is the fault line. It's a chargeable attack that stuns players within the area of effect, and I believe it goes through walls. Correct. Am I right? When I say that? Yeah, you can yeah. send that baby through a stun him on the other side. Yeah. Um, Let's go through walls. He's got his flashpoint, which is a basically a flash grenade that he can also send through walls. It does take a minute to charge up, though. So not only do you have to wait for the animation of actually pulling out the flashpoint ability, but you do have to charge it up and um, send it through a wall. But if you're, you know, not just sending around a corner, like I said, it can go through walls. Hopefully you're in a fairly safe position to be in that vulnerable state or you have a teammate watching your back. Yeah, and it does have an indicator as to where that would come out, so it makes it pretty easy, pretty easy to use. Easy to line up. His uh, other, his third ability is Aftershock. He can fire a charge that goes through the wall. I Does this one cause damage, or is this yes. just another stun? It, it does cause damage, and if you get caught in it, it actually can kill you in one shot. Okay, yeah. Um, Aftershock, just like his fault line. Except this one is a damage dealer. Very dangerous. Yep. You can send it through walls. Um, Rolling Thunder is his ultimate, which I believe is very much like the Aftershock, but with a much larger radius. You can send yeah, that. Yeah, so Aftershock uh, will come out in kind of a, a sphere almost. Not a sphere, sorry. A cylinder of the impact point. Uh, this one, it lines it up on the ground and comes up slowly uh, throughout there. So the, the impact radius is, is much larger instead of just being a straight line. Oh, yeah, and it will stun your opponents and knock them up in the air. It doesn't damage them, but it it stuns them for a fairly long time yeah. and get, definitely gives you plenty of time to swing on them, take that easy kill. Yep. Um, That's about it with Breach. Like I said, I... I think he's very well, um, very well used when paired with a duelist, you know, or someone who's yeah. there to get kills. He can, I, I believe, just like with everyone else's abilities, his will affect his teammates, but with good coordination, mm -hmm. you know, you can yeah. get some. I mean, usually when you're shooting team. through walls, you you kind of think an enemy's there and not your teammate. His, yeah. If you hit your teammate with, it's because you're bad. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but. Um, yeah. yeah, that about I covers all of them. All of them. Uh, there's, of course, going to be some coming in the future. They have not made any indication as to what those could be. Um, I don't, I don't know how often they'll be doing anything because, again, just such a new game. But it's my personal preference that we actually get more maps first. We currently only have four maps, which is oh yeah, the maps depressing. We need more of those for sure. Um, but I mean, sometimes it feels like fun. You know, we bind like what four times in a row the other night. Oh god, yeah, three or four times. Yeah, it was, it was four or five, I think. You can only have so much bind before it's not fun anymore. The only map that you can play that much and it's fun, Dust Two. But there you go. That's that's another game, unfortunately. Feels bad. Um, well, I opened this up. Would you like to close this out? I would be happy to. So I'd like right. to thank you guys for tuning in for the first time. There's going to be, of course, refinements, as you know, expected with anything. But 
we'll keep going through other Valorant things throughout. Uh, minimum this month, we'll definitely be mentioning in the future. Uh, we'll be speaking of a couple of other games. We've mentioned Siege a few times. We love Siege, maybe more than it's healthy. Um, but that's why we're here. We're here to talk about things that we like more than is probably healthy. And hopefully you can keep it healthy and just <laughs> learn from our <laughs> from our errors. But thank yeah. you again for uh, listen, taking some time to listen to the Big Pine cast. This has been Ethan and Ethan. You guys have a great rest of your whatever time of day it is. <laughs>